Open up the dialogue, we about to clear this mental fog Raising a society that only wants the epilogue There's so much in the middle, how do we deal with emotions? Even when it feels like we're drowning in an ocean We spool each other rotten, our owners are forgotten All aboard the train of ancient thoughts is not stopping We all have memories, they may feel like enemies We wouldn't be human without a struggle with identity Suppression is expected, depression is rejected Within my own mind I find it hard to be accepted Screw this just world, gotta find my own meaning It ain't too appealing to have these fights with our feelings Uh, welcome to <laughs> the first ever recap video podcast thing. Um, I'm Caitlin, as you guys know, and this is my lovely neighbor, wonderful friend, person, human being, Taylor. You could just call me Taylor. <laughs> good okay so we're on we're we're at a good start um so i posted this as a poll on instagram um as i was like watching the love is blind finale and everyone there's like a bunch of people that messaged me and they're like yes please talk about these characters and i was already very decided on it because i was uh screaming at my tv as i was watching it so off the bat why do you think love is blind is so popular i think it's well so you've already stumped me i like know like I, I love garbage tv i love tv like this because i can't watch like high drama tv just because my like work is very heavy and so i i just love watching stuff like this but I don't know what it is about this show because I don't watch like The Bachelor or anything else, but this one's just like hit hard both seasons. Just, mm -hmm. I think one, I think it's like the garbage television aspect is what probably drew people in, but I think it it is very different than like you know other garbage TV. It's like something about it is very different from The Bachelor. I feel like you almost yeah. see the inside of their lives a little bit more than you than you do in regular TV, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, like, I haven't watched... I think I've only watched a couple episodes of The Bachelor, but it's... They don't ever go to their lives. Not like, really. Home. Like, they do, like, home visits, kind of, yeah. but... But it's mostly in the space where, like, all of it happens mm -hmm. until she, whoever it is decides the final person. And I do feel like with Love is Blind, it, it almost gets a little bit messier, and... One thing that it kind of sucks, but it's also kind of cool because I like these people are having real relationships and some of it's yeah. off screen. So like with Danielle and Nick, I felt like a lot of the conversations were yeah. were post argument where we didn't get to see the argument, but we were at yeah. least like drawn into that aspect of the relationship where it's them like dealing with that real stuff and like trying to make it work. Yeah, and it's it's so hard in shows like this because like you don't know how much is just the editing and what they're choosing to show or like if this is actually their interactions every time. Um, for me, like, I, f I felt very attacked because I've had a relationship very much like this. Um, <laughs> I was, you were attacked. You were screaming. I know, yeah. I, I will be very triggered during this discussion. Um, but, like, would, would you ever do something like this? You know what? I think I would. Like, not I, I was thinking about today. I'm like, why did people go into it like genuinely 
because it's wild. I feel like I'm just the kind of person that would do anything. Like, I would have loved to be on The Bachelor, but like, first of all, like I have like the most boring life. No one would ever pick me. And two, with like the the energy of like of creating all that content to like send to the producers, like yeah, exhausting. But if someone just came up to me on the street and we're like, here, be on this show. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know if I would enjoy it. I think, like, the beginning would be fun, and then, but I, I don't know, like, when you see these people, like, they're, like, relationships playing out, like, I don't know how enjoyable it actually is when you're in it. Yeah, so I was, like, I was reading, I have, like, kind of the recap of the, I don't know, relationships in general, I guess, up on my phone, and, like, so many of them said in interviews afterwards that they were, like, yeah, it's just a pressure cooker, which, like, of course it is, so, like, you, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like it'd be so hard to, like, suss out if the relationship is actually legit. But anyways, I do want us, I want us to get into specific characters. Do you have a favorite or a least favorite character? Because I want to partially, like, I think I'm, I'm going to talk about it from my therapist lens and, like, what I would see if, like, this person presented as a client. But then I'm also going to talk shit from my lens <laughs> as a viewer and just, like, an enjoyer of garbage TV. But do you have a, a favorite or least favorite? Yes, I think my favorite is Natalie. I just, I just from the moment that we met her, I just really loved her energy. I thought she was super fun. Like I love her kind of sense of, yeah. sense of humor and just, you know, like I think she's, I think all of the women on this season and even last season, like they were super badasses in their career. Yeah, which yeah is, that's true. Which is super cool. But I don't know, something about Natalie just really stuck with me. Shane was my least favorite the whole time up until the reunion, and then ever since the reunion, I just, I think that Shake, like, really, yeah. like... Someone messaged me, they're up. like, you need to spend a full 20 minutes just on Shake, because I think I saved him till the end, because, uh, yeah, something happened there. <laughs> like, I spent the whole time trying to give him, like, the benefit of the doubt, and, like, like, yeah. I've, I've never beat... Well, we'll get more into it when yeah. we talk about him, but do you have a favorite? My favorite, I think, is Deep Tea. Like, I just... She, like, she was really fun the whole time. Like, even when it seemed like Shake was just kind of pulling back, she was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, let's go into this cave and let's, you know, do whatever. Like, she was just a very... Yeah, I think she had, like, really good energy the whole way. Um... Yeah, it's hard because there's just, there's a similarity in one of the characters <laughs> from someone in my life, so it's hard. But, you know, we prevail. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's talk about our first one. Oh, look at that. Who is it? It's Shane. Hello, Shane. Um, <laughs> so... This is going to be the hardest one for, like, me to distinguish because I just want to see it as, like, the viewer and the person that was, like, screaming and, like, not be pulled into your yeah, own. Yeah, gobsmacked at the TV. Um, you, you, so you tell me why you didn't like Shane throughout it. As, I as, like, an individual and also in his interactions with the the women I think that he is I think 
some people more than others but i think he like you see shane and he reminds you of the your toxic ex who gaslit you who like made you feel like shit who like turned everything around to be yeah. your fault who was manipulative who like had <clears throat> no control over like motor functions at like the slightest emotional inconvenience yeah like so unsettling from the beginning like yeah I, and kind of a scary person like at the end of that like yeah. when you look back and you think about how he acted and like the things that natalie said like a scary person like i would not want anyone that i love to be alone in a room with him i know that's a big thing to say but i but you don't feel trust it him. Yeah, yeah like ugh. yeah so it's it's <laughs> i'll talk i'll talk about how i see it as a therapist first <laughs> And I'm actually, I'm really excited to see this because, like, I never, I never just, like, go around and analyze people. And even in situations where, like, I see a lot of stuff, you know, like, if I'm, if I'm meeting someone's, like, friends or family for the first time and I'm like, okay, um, it's not like I'm saying it, <laughs> but so, like, he is just the epitome of like what we call like anxious avoidant attachment so it's the one where like you want all the closeness you want all the reassurance you want all the touch and connection proximity and and you know constant everything and then as soon as something goes wrong you're out like you suddenly hate the person you you know you imagine everything that is wrong with them um you put the blame back on them like it Actually, you know what? He could be, so he, he could be that or just like the straight, anxious, insecure attachment style. Because that is, what I found really difficult to watch was like, yeah, as soon as there was any evidence of conflict. So like when Natalie brought, no, it, it wasn't, she didn't even bring something forward. It was like the first altercation where she came natalie came into the room he thought it was Shayna, and he's like oh hey baby like what are you wearing and natalie was like she just said um <laughs> you know she, it, it was it was a hint like the slightest hint of a conflict and he was like what you're you're mad clearly you don't care at all and it was like because with with anxious attachment like everything becomes <clears throat> very intense very quickly so you know, there will be like the sign of a threat. You look for reassurance. If you don't get that immediate reassurance, you go into like the danger zone. I have a video on this that I'll link somewhere. <laughs> I never know where it shows up. Um, but like you'll you'll go into the danger zone at that point. But he just seemed to go immediately into the danger zone with everything. Like so defensive. <laughs> so I, I want to really hard like I want to really imagine how I would support him as a therapist and like like there's got to be issues in his early relationships like and most likely with his parents where like you don't you don't have that <clears throat> you know fear and like need for constant reassurance without some big rupture in like an early relationship does that make sense? Yeah, that actually does make sense. And is that kind of why, I know I think Natalie's kind of, her way of flirting was to kind of like tease and, and that, and that, like that's why he couldn't handle that. Yeah. And he, he needed her to, to reassure him 
and she wasn't able to give him that just because that's not her communication style. Yeah, for sure. And that's why it like actually upset him so much. Is that why? Yeah, so it's it's it was legitimate upset and that's what's difficult when watching stuff like this is like how can someone be so crazy <laughs> out there and so reactive and whatever but like for him you you like he's distressed. He is really really upset and hurt. It's just coming out in a super shitty way because what, like in that style of attachment, yeah, forget what I said in the beginning. He's just full anxious attachment. But like you you start to engage in like protest behavior. So you quite literally throw a tantrum as an adult. And like this so often stems back to like <clears throat> early issues with abandonment. So like I can guarantee and you know, Shane, if you ever watch this video <laughs> and want to let me know, I, I can probably guarantee that like either his, no, because his mom was there, probably his dad isn't really in his life. And I also imagine that his dad like drinks heavily based on how he drank. And just how he spoke about his family. I do think his dad died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're right. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. That happened, like, a year ago. Yeah. Okay. But I... But they're probably what, like, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess not. But, like, it... But abandonment can be more than, like, just fully exiting someone's life, right? Mm -hmm. It can be just really not being there to support a child. So, like, even someone with, you know, two parents that are still present in the home, like, if one of the parents is super absent, like they're just really not involved at all, then that person can still develop those like significant attachment issues. As a viewer, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Like hated it and just, he just yeah. came, the way he just, couldn't. the way it came across, like unless like without <sighs> having that breakdown, I would have just thought he was like just a shit person. He like yeah. manipulates and throws tantrums. It and was, rad. it was the tantrum like on the ground, like when he was sitting on the ground, it was just like, oh, oh. I wrote your name on my notebook, Natalie. I was like, girl, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, don't say yes. And then she did. And you know, just like discomfort seeing that. So uncomfortable. Yeah. That's Shane. I, I feel like I could talk about him forever. Um, is there more that you want to say about Shane? No, I just don't really like him. Yeah. That's Shane, it. you know, get it together. Figure it out. <laughs> um, I think I paired them. So, Natalie. So, we talked a bit about her. And, like, yeah, I, I think that she's she seems quite well-rounded, right? So, she – in I don't really – I don't want to, like, hold myself to this each time, but, like – in terms of that attachment style, she might be the one that, like, is a bit more avoidant. So, like, she'll take space and create distance when she needs to sort through stuff. She might be really, like, much more focused on her independence. Because I know she talked about that <clears throat> a bit when she was saying that, like, Shane isn't a guy that she would usually go for. Um, but she just seemed quite well-rounded and, like, in touch with what she wanted and... And it also just seemed like she was kind of swept up by the intensity and, like, the love bombing that came from Shane, which, you know, we know where that goes. I feel like Love is Blind is just a breeding ground for love bombing yeah. as well. Like, Yeah, because how, how else can could you get to the point 
where you see the person. If you can only see the person, if you propose, mm -hmm. you're not going to propose without, <laughs> yeah, without bringing all that like intense love forward. But it just yeah, I don't know. And you know they're dating fourteen other people at the same time. And yeah. if you you pick that person, you want them to know, like Shayna being the exception, like. <laughs> yeah, at least well, she didn't love Bob. Yeah. Look yeah. that. Oh my gosh, Shayna. Um, yeah, Natalie, <clears throat> I, I found just, yeah, she was super well-rounded. I found she, like, really composed, really, I found her really secure. Very composed, for sure. Like, she had good, when there were those conflicts, like, she seemed to really be able to regulate herself within them and be empathetic, be respectful, but also, like, stand her ground in what she needed to say. Mm-hmm. At the end, I think, like, her, I don't know if it would be communication style, but, like, I think her way of just almost, like, flirting and being with Shane was different than what he needed. Yeah. And I did, yeah, I did think she tried to listen to him and, like, make that change, but, you know, you, if you only get so much time with this person before, you, you can't just change on a dime either. Yeah, and if they, you know, like, so if they did <clears throat> fall into those two sides of the spectrum where, like, Shane is very anxious insecure like in terms of attachment and natalie is more avoidant like it's literally called the anxious avoidant trap when those two people are together because <clears throat> the i don't know why my <laughs> do you need a do you need a water no i'm okay um it just yeah it feels weird but so the the anxious person will sense something is off and so they will seek further closeness and then the avoidant person so natalie because they really value their independence they want to make sure that um like their needs and priorities are met she might be like okay no i need to like focus on me right now and then that makes the anxious person want to pull even more and so mm. like that that combination of people it initially attracts because i don't know it just works out that way but then it it ultimately like intensifies what both of them are feeling because she's feeling like whoa okay i need to give so much reassurance to this person which i'm not used to doing and he's like why isn't this person giving me the reassurance that i need like it's a oh my god i'm a nightmare right now i feel like i have a branch in my eye do you want to blow on it do do i want you to blow on it yeah i saw it in a movie or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay i think we're good okay well Forget I asked. Which, yeah, that's, that's a weird... <laughs> Natalie's great. Like, Natalie, if I could give you a rating, you're 9 out of 10. Maybe even 10 out of 10. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm rubbing everything. Okay, we're doing good. We're having a good time. Yeah, you look just emotional. <laughs> oh good, I'm really emotional right now. Um, cool. Any more to say on Natalie? No, I guess... Does Natalie remind you of me? Yeah. You actually, you get, like, you get, when we hang out, you get the very, much more intense version of me, for whatever reason. Like, I'm probably more like her around people that I've known for longer. Like, I'm more quiet. I don't know, I feel like I need to make you laugh. Yeah, I, I give that impression to people, like, impress me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Entertain me or exactly. leaving. No, I do. You have good. I think you have Natalie vibes. I think you have deep D vibes as well. Just because I think you're like a really good time. They and they they have similarness, right? Yeah. Nat Natalie just seems a little bit more reserved, but like 
it's probably also why I ended up with a Shane. So <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, anyways, okay. Who's next? Kyle. Oh, little Kyle. I feel very bad for Kyle. Like, and I don't know what, what happened there. I think Shayna just wanted to get engaged to someone. Yeah, like her, her decision in that was off. And, and I guess, so like where I got really stuck is that in the pods, like she brought forward that piece about religion and he explained it as like, you know, my mom is like super religious as well. And, and he said like, and you're just like my mom and that's why I want, and I was like, And he, oh. got, he gave her, her his mom's ring. I know, but, but it's like, that's such a huge, there's so much wrapped into religious beliefs that I, I feel like it's just a crazy choice to ignore that. And I think in some cases, like, people do, like, me and my partner, Walter, upstairs, you've met him, um, we have different, like, religious beliefs, but, like, none of, neither of our beliefs are, I'm not going to say strong enough, but they're not, like, like, I don't care what he believes in and he doesn't care what I believe in. Okay. So it's. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, and I can't remember when she said it, but, like, she made the point that she didn't believe in evolution and he. I mean, I'm an advocate of evolution, but, like, he, you know, made a, it very clear that he also believed in that. And, like, I, I don't, yeah, I, I guess, like, I don't know, that, that combination can, can work, and, like, obviously it does, but when it's so extreme. Yeah, and if, oh. if you, you, if you have a belief and you need your partner to, to also believe that, and she did make that clear. Yeah. But I guess if he, on in, on his side, if he doesn't have that strong belief and like, he would be fine marrying someone with those religious beliefs, he probably maybe assumed that it would go both ways. Yeah. Even though she said it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, it, I struggle with it because I, I feel like so many times people say, like, oh, relationships are compromised, like, you have to compromise, blah, blah, blah. And you do. Not to the point where you should have to compromise your, like, inherent values and beliefs. That is not a compromise. That's just you're going to end up being completely disingenuous in the relationship and then ultimately resent the person. Like, I've, like, in in every single client that I've ever worked with who has, like, debated or wanted to end or ended a relationship, it ultimately came down to a difference in values and what they care about. So... Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, you know, he saw her, and then she started to pull away, and it seemed like that was then just, like, he almost, like, turned into, like, a puppy dog, and he was like, oh, like, what can I <laughs> give you? I feel so bad saying that, but, like, I think he was confused. Like, yeah. she was definitely giving him, like, vibes in the pause, or he wouldn't have proposed. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for And sure. so, like, someone's, like, you, you talk, <clears throat> I don't know how long you're in the pause for, is it two weeks or one week? I think two weeks. So, like, you're... It's, yeah, it's definitely more than one. You're getting that side of a person, and <clears throat> then you see her in person, and all of a sudden she throws this religion thing at him, and it's really Oh my important. god, because they didn't, like, kiss. 
Right? No. Or they kissed for a second, and then she pulled away, and then she, like, wouldn't even hug him. And I was like... Oh. Yeah, that was uncomfortable to watch. But. The wild... So, like, there... I, I don't know. I don't have a ton to say about Kyle, because he just... He wasn't really in it much, but, no, like... He wasn't. In the reunion... Do you remember when he was like, my biggest regret is that I didn't go for deep tea? And I was like, whoa, Kyle. We know that they have to be together now. Oh, really? Kyle and deep tea? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He posted a sneaky TikTok with her. Oh. Why would he say that unless he was like either shooting a shot or... No, I thought he was shooting a shot, but I I was just like that. It was so wild to me. Like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. It did, but then... And then they started, like, posting these, like, cryptid things. So I don't know if it's just, like, to, like, for marketing or... Yeah, I know. I don't want it to be, but let's be real, it probably is. Yeah. Um, Shayna. I'm going to start off by saying I, the beginning, I hated Shayna. And now, for some reason, I don't. I don't like her. There's so many memes of her. Like, there's so many memes of her in the reunion when she's doing this... I can't even Face? squint the way she squints because she, like, somehow, like, lifts her. Yeah, she's doing it. She did it in a much prettier way, but it was, like, I just, it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The What bothered me the most about her was that it was so clear that she was giving a bunch of different reasons as to why she wasn't going to be with Kyle. Like, because she initially said, like, I'm not attracted to him. So, boom. Like, big reason. Like, anyone says that physical attraction isn't important. I guess that's the point of the show. (laughs) It is important. Like, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. But so she says that, and then she goes to the religion point, which probably was a huge factor, but then she's also, like, you know, in the pods even, she, you know, went back to Shane, like, it wasn't just the religion piece, and it seemed like that's what she was trying to force it to be, mm-hmm. and that infuriated me, because I was like, just be transparent. Yeah. Like, I had an issue with Shayna. <laughs> yeah. I do, actually, now that you say that, I do kind of think that the show Love is Blind, all it has done so far is prove that Love isn't blind. Yeah. Because in season one, Jessica said she was not attracted to Mark. Yeah. They didn't work out. Shake said he wasn't attracted to Deep D. They yeah. didn't work out. And it's really obvious that Shayna just wasn't attracted. Yeah, and the couples the couples that are together and have done well are all hot. Yeah. Like and and most of the char- like most characters most of the people that they've got for both seasons are like you know, from from my perspective, and I know it's different from everyone, but like they are all decently attractive. Like no one's low no. on the attraction level. So like I remember I'd saw, I saw a memory come up on my Facebook that was like, after I'd watched season one, it was like, oh, I love this because it's my story. <laughs> but, but my friend, um, Nicole, like, was, you know, she commented on it or whatever, and she's like, I hate this show because, like, they're literally all attractive people. And so what point are you trying to prove? Yeah. Like... And they just, they wouldn't have proved any point that they tried to make because yeah. it, it just ended up, people walked away from the people they weren't attracted yeah. to. Although I did think about that though and I was like, yeah, why don't they, this is so shitty to say, but like, why don't they get like 
ugly unattractive people to try it but then I think about like the turmoil that that would cause for people that were rejected solely for their appearance yeah because at least in these like it's like Kyle is attractive I think um I don't know yeah Shayna was Shayna made me mad yeah I did feel like she was kind of trying to interject a little bit into Shane and Natalie's relationship and I mean oh my god yeah I forgot about that was really uncomfortable at the bonfire thing and kudos to Shane for like kind of shutting it down he really should have just walked away yeah but I'm sure the producers were like no you have to you have to entertain this moment yeah yeah that was oof 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 like for I'm kind of losing track of seeing this as a therapist but that's okay I get I get why she did it, right? Like, that was her shooting her shot. But, and so this is, this is, I guess, like, a difference in the things that I prioritize versus others. Because, like, one of my biggest values ever is transparency. Like, I always go into things being as clear and honest as I can. I don't try and hide anything. And, like, she had different intentions going into that conversation, right? She wasn't just trying to shit talk Natalie and Shane together what she wanted to communicate was that she was interested in Shane and that she wanted to see if there was a chance that she had with him but like going about it in this wraparound like your relationship is so fake it's like ugh ugh why yeah and like accusing Natalie of bringing her into the relationship because it's boring like when she obviously said something kind of hurtful to Natalie about the relationship and of course yeah. Natalie's going to, yeah she said if this doesn't work out I have someone for you of course Natalie's going to communicate to that to their partner like anyone would yeah I know and she's like oh she's so she's so insecure like she's so bored or whatever clearly to bring me in it's like what what and she what? sits there and she's like I didn't say that well I yeah. did say it but like no you did say it yeah I mean kudos to her for yeah. I guess um, being in on the joke, like, she's <laughs> reposting these memes, she... Yeah, yeah, like, she seems to be a good sport about it, and I did, you know, like, in the reunion when, um, she didn't seem quite sincere, and, like, you know, again, it's so hard to judge, this is, I guess, where, like, my kind of compassionate understanding side would come in, because it's so hard to judge what it would be like in that situation, because, yeah, you're going into this experiment, and, I imagine that everyone's in it to try to find some serious connection. And so for her, you know, even going back to the pods, like hearing that Sheen would have um, proposed to Natalie and then Kyle proposes to her and she's like, well, like the only way that I have a shot at anything here is to say yes. And yeah, it's shitty to say yes. And then, you know, when, when you don't actually want to, but like, how can anyone know in a week (laughs) or two weeks or whatever it is like they're all kind of banking on or they're gambling on that and then you know I so I get I get why she toyed around with it because you don't want to make it just like you don't want to say no to something if you're not sure that it's not actually right for you like it's all just messy and complicated and but as a viewer I didn't (laughs) at all um yeah Shayna okay nick i'm excited for the breakdown on nick 
So, okay, so my, um, my friend Heather, who's, like, also a therapist, uh, and we chit-chatted about this all the time, like, <laughs> she watched it very late. I think she just finished it, like, yesterday, um, which wasn't very late, but, like, Nick is very much that avoidant type. So he's, like, he's kind of very low on, like, the emotional expressiveness, on, like, the the reassurance, the touch, the proximity, all that. And he seems to very much value, like, okay, let's, let's fix this, let's sort through it, let's have our own lives. And again, that's that anxious avoidant trap where Danielle, who we'll talk about in a second, like, my god, you are the anxious, insecure type. So it was, um... It was hard to watch some moments with them. Like when Nick had said to her, like, you, um, you know, like the world doesn't revolve around you or whatever. Like that was a moment where as a viewer, I was like, oof, oof. But there's also a ton of reasons for people to be in like hyper fix it mode. And I think he even said that in the reunion, because if, and I actually saw this, this was something that I really um, noticed when they did the family visits and they went to Nick's mom's and Nick's mom was like super emotionally flat, like didn't have, did, had very, very little emotional expression. And so, you know, from that very small tidbit, it kind of highlights that like their home probably wasn't emotionally expressive. Mm-hmm. So if you grow up learning that, you know, okay, everything is kind of muted or we don't show those extremes, then yeah, when someone is in a really high distress state, your automatic go-to is going to be like, okay, no, 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 we don't show that here. We don't show this really high anxiety. So, okay, what can we do to fix it? And and that's what he was doing in every situation with her. He's like, okay, like, what do you need to hear right now? Or like, you know, that's not how it was. You need to look at the evidence, blah, blah, blah. When obviously that doesn't help mm-hmm. a lot of the time yeah and it's hard because this is i think this is the relationship where every time there was an altercation we saw the aftermath we never saw yeah it in the moment yeah which i think is like i just i think that's kind of a theme in love is blind because obviously the kid like they do go back to like regular lives like yeah they're working and still being filmed so it's it's tricky but during some of those conversations like I definitely I just didn't see a lot of empathy from him I guess but I guess that would be make sense if he kind of grew up in a household that wasn't that's the thing right so like when you I was talking with I think a client about this the other day um when you have like that that stunted emotional expression you're when you when you yourself experience like emotional highs or lows, you're going to go in one of two ways. You're going to fully shut down and like completely disconnect from the moment. So this can be like full-blown dissociation where you've, you've zoned out completely. Like you're not even in the present anymore or like you'll forcibly shut down by distracting yourself or whatever. So, you know, if like I grew up in a very low emotional tolerance household, you know, my family's all English and like we don't, talk we don't we don't talk about emotions so you know like I learned really young to you know to like distract myself with tv so that's why like when I feel emotionally flooded I go to tv right away and watch love is blind naturally um but so yeah you'll you'll go that extreme of of shutting down or you'll (laughs) Brene Brown has this term where she calls it chandeliering so she's like 
you you touch on this emotional surface and you're like you jump all the way to the chandelier so he came out in these moments like having some really significant anger which i love anger it's great to like genuinely i think it's like it needs to be expressed much more but that's that other end of it where okay yeah you're muted you're calm you're chill all the time until you're not and then it's like I'm pissed and I'm gonna be pissed at you and you know even if even if you're not deserving of it because it's just like huh I need mm-hmm. to give this energy out and and yeah that came through consistently from him where like he was angry as soon as she said anything he was pissed yeah, and I wonder if that is because, like, he said that like, he's a huge fixer, like, he wanted to fix it, and, like, some things are just things that someone is feeling and no one can fix it. Yeah. And no one can help it. They just, and I think he did address this, like, she didn't need him to fix it, she needed his support. Yeah. And instead of giving that support, he was so angry, maybe because he couldn't fix it. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I just, those situations, like, you feel bad for all parties because, like. Yeah. You just, they're, they're like unable to give each other what they need in that moment and like that's hard. Yeah, and I think unable to see it, especially in the beginning, right? So they did talk about that in the reunion and I'm like, I'm hopeful that, you know, they've they've had those conversations and are able to su- give each other what each other want. Um, but yeah, like when it's, when you're smashing these two people together that have completely different ideas of what's helpful in moments like that, it's... Yeah, it's very amplifying. So we'll talk about um, Danielle. I like Danielle. I really love Danielle. <laughs> I love, like, I didn't up until she went into her closet and grabbed that hot dog costume. And I was like, look at this. Look at this. I like you. <laughs> like, that just, I don't know, it made me so happy to see that. Because um, up until then, like, I guess it is... Yeah, it, it like all the all the filming had really just shown her in her worst moments. Mm-hmm. Not worse, that's unfair to say, but like in her anxious moments. Vulnerable states. Yeah. Yeah. Um epitome of anxious attachment. Like yeah, just to see. And she knows that and like she very clearly said that, right? She um, said that right in the pods. Yeah. The challenge though is that like it's so difficult. So, like, I am very much unlike uh, an anxious attached person. And it's tough because it it constantly, you know, kind of creates this need to seek that reassurance from your partner. But, like, there's so much ownership that needs to happen from it. Like, so the, the way to kind of heal attachment and move us towards a more secure place is, is to, you know, seek that reassurance and get it met with a secure person but it also requires a lot of like increased comfort with ourselves and I guess where where I got stuck on is that like it didn't seem it didn't seem like she she had the resources or the capability to ever support herself Mm -hmm. in those moments and that that could be just like aside like conversations they weren't shown like yeah. they never really talked about therapy like I mean as for someone who's like really aware with it like you can't assume but like I would assume that maybe she had gone to therapy in the past that's how she knew like yeah. she was so self-aware yeah and they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna show like a 
a moment where she's self-soothing by like yeah. <laughs> you know like doing a relaxation practice with herself so yeah that's a fair point um yeah it was just a it was a difficult dynamic to see and like and I kind of I, I would worry about them now just because like they're they were such polar ends that like yeah for sure you can compromise you can you can talk and have those conversations to try and meet each other in the middle but like each of their middles is still nowhere close to the middle if that makes sense like they're still way over here instead of being actually in the center and i i think they did mention in the reunion that they are doing couples counseling yeah 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 they did so like i don't know i don't know much about things but like for people who are on like like you said like very opposite ends yeah like does that work like how how do you work through that yeah so it it can but it is really challenging so like the book attached I've referenced in like 600 videos now at this point um but it actually goes through like you know if you are in an anxious avoidant relationship how do you bridge that gap and it it does require both of them to um to adjust but I think more so the avoidant person really has to give in and that would be so that so that would be Nick okay so Nick is like the one that's like okay fix it like low emotional expression whatever um he would really need to feed into that that reassurance that complete non-judgment that you know frequent touch proximity whatever um and then she would also the difficulty is that like so she should also have to meet in the middle as the anxious one um and so you know give more opportunities for him to take space for him to be independent for him to to go on his own and you know talk with other women and whatever um to test that like that jealousy and insecurity but the the impacts of her reaching versus the impact of him reaching as an avoidant person are really different because her stretching herself is going to create a ton of distress because it activates her attachment system whereas him stretching by being more reassuring or whatever it's probably he's probably not going to like it and he's going to be like why can't she you know just do this on her own or whatever but it's not going to create the same level that it would for her like it's not going to have that same like fear effect on his body yeah i think as someone and like people that like like are anxious i think to me i don't know i always thought it was kind of selfish to feel like that way but i'm in those moments like i i'm in distress like i need your support yeah and like to me it's like and probably to danielle and a million other people you know it's like i'm in this state and like you you're distressed like you need and then like you look at your partner sometimes not my current partner we won't talk about him i look at you beautiful man yes um you know you look at this person and you're like you're distressed and you want the support and you just you're like this this is distressing for me but it's it's inconvenient for you and it's frustrating but obviously that's that's my side of it because i'm usually the anxious person in that situation no 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 that's that's me too for sure and and like and you know in my experience like every single anxiously attached client that i've ever had like there's that belief that you're a burden or an inconvenience because yeah you are seeking this like reassurance or support or whatever often and more often than our partners are um and it 
sucks. But like what, you know, what's difficult is that often that idea that you're a burden or an inconvenience intensifies it. (laughs) So like that's, you know, in a, in a broader scheme of like therapy, that's something, you know, referred to as like the struggle switch in like a certain branch of therapy where we fight so hard against our inherent needs that we create these extra layers of distress and shittiness and shame and whatever on ourselves. Whereas if, you know, like why I, why I advocate for that book attached so much is because it really goes through um, a lot of just like needs are needs. Like they're, they're not bad or good. You're not needy or not needy. It's just like you have needs. And as an anxious as an anxiously attached person, I have needs for, you know, frequent contact, um, for, you know, not all the time, but like a decent amount of physical touch or physical affection, um, you know, certain like words or whatever I might, you know, ask and be like cautious or worried about things and ask like, hey, are we okay? How are you feeling? Whatever. And those are just my needs. And it's not a bad thing to have them. I just need to be with someone and I'm grateful that I am. Um, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> don't break. I don't know why I'm knocking. Is that, if that's, that's like, wood, yeah. yeah, but like I, ha- I, I'm with him already. So you're like, knock on wood. Don't break up with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, don't know what I was saying. I don't know. Needs. They're okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, we're 45 minutes in. Okay, we gotta we gotta get going. Let's go through Sal and, and Mel quick. Salvador, love him. I have no complaints. Love him. Yeah, like, good guy. He's, like, he seemed... He is... So, like, when I talk a lot about, like, values-based living, he is doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's the shining beacon of... Yeah, that. Yeah. Mallory. I love Mel. I liked Mallory a lot, too. I thought she was... I thought that they actually had... They had a solid... You know, even though, like, it didn't work out or whatever, it seemed like they... When stuff came up, they addressed it. Yeah. Um, aside from maybe a... I don't know why I'm burping so much. Aside from, like, a few... I don't know, maybe, like, one that we saw, it seemed like they were, like, relatively respective, respectful yeah. towards each other and, like weren't really hiding things or holding stuff back. Like, they seemed quite honest in it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can see at the end, though, like, what really stood out to me about her was that um, when he did say no at the altar and then she went back after and they were, like, sitting outside and she was still in her dress, she was, like, just full defense mode. And not defense in, like, the aggressive type where, like, she was getting mad at him or whatever. But she was just like, oh, yeah. You're like, no, no worries. Like, yeah, sure, we can we can try whatever. Like, very much not letting herself admit how hurt she was. And you could tell while she was getting really, like, she wanted. Yeah, she wanted, she wanted it. it. Yeah. I was really, I was really shocked by that one. But at the same time, like, when you kind of step back from it, you you kind of understand, I guess. For them, I feel like we didn't see a lot. Um, yeah. We, we saw, like, two issues kind of come up. One with um, Mallory and Jarrett. The other one with Sal and some, like, ran- that girl that, like, went to his sister's house. We didn't really yeah. get any details on that. But I do feel like both of them were, like, addressed. And I think Mal did take, like, space to think about yeah 
But then they did come back and they, they talked about it. Yeah, like, they just, they seemed to handle them well, you know? And I think, like, that's probably why there wasn't a ton of airtime on them because, like... Yeah. Yeah. They were doing good. I still don't really, I guess, understand why it didn't work out, but I guess some things just don't. I think he had said when he said no, which, like, I really appreciated. He's like, I just, like, I can't say yes yet. Like, he kind of alluded to it. It's just, it's just too short of a time. And, yeah. like, I know that they, I think I read that, like, yeah, they tried to go on a date and then it didn't pan out. But Yeah, I think that's what I was, like, I kind of expected them to still, I guess, the reunion need to come and them still be dating. Yeah. That's what I was kind of expecting, so. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, like, I, I respect that a lot and I think that's, that's why I look at Sal as, like, that values-based living person because he's, like, I'm not just gonna say yes because we're on a TV show and that's what's expected, even if he may have wanted to. Because it seemed like he, like, he did, he wanted the relationship with her. Yeah. But he's, like, I'm not gonna literally commit myself to marriage just because there's all these expectations. He's, like, it doesn't feel right to me, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I think the romantic in me really wanted them to work and I was really heartbroken. But yeah. looking back, like, I think they just had a pretty healthy relationship and it ended in a healthy way and yeah I mean that happens so yeah yeah like and and we still learn from those like those are you know maybe not like just as good as the ones that last but yeah worthwhile yeah um oh my gosh okay I forgot I was like who else do we have okay so Jared I don't know because I struggled I struggled to ever like be on board with their relationship because of the way it started yeah, yeah. what I didn't like just because I like it, it just seems so defensive for his tact of being like tactic tactic <laughs> tactic Okay. Is that the word? Yeah. Tactic. Okay. Um, you, you speak now. I don't remember what you're saying. It, it, it sucks to see <sighs> someone kind of seem like second choice. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I know, like, now, like, I think him and Ariana have a really great relationship and they're really in love. And I think he was really in love with her. But it, it sucks to see, like, that he had put his whole heart into Mallory. That was his decision. The decision ended up being made for him. So he he went to Ayana. And, like, it's hard, even after seeing their relationship play out. And, you know, like, I think they do have a really great relationship. And I, and I can see that they love each other. But, like, it's hard. It's hard for me to move past that. So I don't know how she did it. Yeah. And, like, what... I think what I was going to say before is, like, the defensiveness of him being, like, if I asked you, what would you say? And I don't know why that sits, like, so unwell for me, because I get, because I get it, like, you don't want to, it just, it just seemed very much like he was trying to prevent rejection at any cost. I actually forgot that he didn't propose to Mal. For some reason, Yeah. I, like, my memory was that he proposed she said no but he basically did just not exactly and like you said it was to avoid that rejection which which yeah like and i get i get why for sure like rejection is a super hard thing to experience and um 
you know, but, but you're still experiencing it <laughs> is the thing. Yeah. Like you're, you know, whether you ask the question of like, what would you say if I proposed or proposing, it's still the, I don't know. And he was still hurt. Like he did yeah. still have a reaction and like, he was obviously hurt yeah and I think so like what here so we'll go to I on and out so what I don't like and this kind of this like goes back to the point I made before about compromise and how yes there's compromise in relationship but like not to the point where you're changing who you are so when they were like living at home and she's like I need you to change whatever I get where she was coming at it from and I get I I would also want that in the same situation I'd be like why are you going out until like five on a Tuesday like that's on a school night yeah on a school night wild um but basing a relationship on someone changing significantly because that wasn't just like a one-off thing I don't know and like and also like you need to you need to ask about changes and it really needs to be self-motivated. Because as soon as it comes, it's like, okay, I'm doing this for that other person. It's either going to build resentment or it's not going to last or both. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they talked about that in the reunion and, you know, like, in the post-interviews or whatever. It was just like, yeah, there's been a lot of adjustments and whatever. And the way that they're talking about it, it just sounds, I don't know. It, and maybe it's just because I've heard so many client stories that sound very similar where like it just sounds like they're both having to compromise a lot to the point where they're not themselves anymore Mm -hmm. and he did say something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way when he said you know I I can't act how I did before I was married because I'm a married man and I can't do I forget his exact wording yeah but it it was like it almost made it sound like he not missed that lifestyle but yeah I don't know and just like like, I am kind of wanted a follow-up question. Like, what do you mean as a married man? Like, are you going out and partying until five? Or are you doing other things that married yeah. men can't do? Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. But I don't know. I want to just seem super chill with everything. And, like, I don't know if I could be as chill as her. And, like, I mean, asking someone to change a lifestyle like that, like, that's yeah. a, big, a big ask. And it's a big thing. I just, I don't know if it's, um the word where something can go on tactic yeah i don't know if it's tactical (laughs) sustainable i don't know if it's sustainable yeah for sure i don't think it is either like i don't i don't (laughs) this is shitty for me to say i would never say this as a therapist but like i don't but this is something that i might think as a therapist i don't see them lasting really for much longer because it's just it's too much pushed compromise and not like self-initiated self-initiated or motivated change i don't know um oh my god we've been talking for 53 minutes wild shake (laughs) i love i love shake because i see if i had him as a client i would like oh my there's so much there's so much to pull I would love it. I would love to call him on all of his defensive bullshit because that's what it all is. Mm-hmm. I personally think, and and this is like probably how I would view it if a client told me this. Depend, you know, I don't know, maybe. But like when he 
when they had the wedding, it seemed for sure that he was going to say yes. And then Deepti said no. And he was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Because he, he immediately said, okay, let's, it's a party. Let's have a party. No, you would not, you wouldn't do that. Like, that's not a genuine reaction. You're not actually like, yeah, cool, great, let's party. You're hurt and you're trying to make sure that people don't see that you're hurt. And I think that's why he acted the way that he did in the reunion. Because he wanted to be remembered for someone not that was left at the altar, not that was rejected, but whatever else <laughs> that he presented in the reunion. He was almost acting like he rejected her yeah. in the reunion. Yeah. And I think what Deep did was very respectful and like It was. To to herself and to Shake in the end. And I don't know. I guess it's hard for I don't know. I think he <laughs> It seemed so if, if we go all the way back to, like, him in the pods and when he was, like, asking all those appearance-based questions, what I immediately thought about is, like, does he struggle with his own appearance? And so as that protective mechanism, he almost, like, he kind of purposely pushes people away by those very outlandish, like, garish... Garish? What? Gauche? No, like, G-A-R-R-I-S-H. I swear to God, I know words. Garish. Yeah, it's fine. I wanted to look it up. Whatever. He making all those comments, I but I think that that was a tactic. A tactic. Oh my god! No tactic is a tactic. I know, but like, okay, I think that that was his attempt to to reject people before they reject him. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of setting this standard for himself. Like, it, he, you know, it sounded like he was painting this picture of, like, a, the perfect, skinny, you know, white, blonde woman. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it very much seemed like he was setting this super high, extreme standard and being so forward about it because he knew that that wouldn't be there. And so then he automatically gets the option to reject everyone else Mm -hmm. before he can be rejected and he definitely had self-esteem issues because in the pod he was talking to someone else and he said i'm not winning any body contests over here like oh i never even caught that yeah he he did make some like kind of comments on himself Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think he's a bit of a tricky one um obviously i will never understand where he's coming from but he did make you know, he did kind of, I think he was talking to Deepti about this, and he said he moved to America as, like, a, a kid, and he was, like, shown all of these, like, Western beauty standards. Yeah, and for sure. That's what he thought was, like, the definition of beauty, and, like, that's what... Yeah. And especially if, if you're, like, I don't know if rebelling is quite the right word, but, like, if you're rebelling against your own culture, because, like, him and Deepti both said that, like, yeah, they, they were kind of going in the opposite way as their um, as their own culture and, like, the way that their parents grew up and had relationships, mm-hmm. then, like, yeah, you're going to choose that Western ideal because that's the, that's the complete opposite. That's being like, all right, I'm leaving this behind. Yeah. I would, I would love to work with Shake. Like, genuinely <laughs> love. Because he's just, he, there's so much defensiveness. Like, they're just all protection mechanisms. And I would just cut through it and i'd be like you're fucking hurting 
And there was just, there was times where, like, I did genuinely, like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, Shake is, like, this awful guy. Like, he's, like, misogynistic. Like, he's, no, it just, it all seemed like a front. And then, yeah, and then, like, as it kind of went on and, like, he was, like, opening up, I think, like, I was like, okay, like, Shake's not that bad. He has issues. He's working through them. Like, you know, it's, yeah. like, all, you, we could unpack it for forever, but... Yeah, like, I definitely started to, like, open up to him, and then I think at the, re- like, at the reunion, I just, it all kind of went down the drain for me, and, like, yeah. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and, like, you know, it is defense and, and everything, but it's hard, like, when you see someone act like that in front of, like, their yeah. peers. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure, like, and it's not that it doesn't have those, like, lasting impacts, right, because, yeah, he was speaking about people really disrespectfully, and... And again, like, in my experience, the people that do that most, the people that are, like, the assholes, the dicks, the whatever, um, are ones that are most afraid of being rejected. Mm-hmm. So they create that rejection immediately. And and then they just hold this reputation of, like, yeah, I don't know, I'm just an asshole. Like, that's it. That's just me. And if you don't like it, you know, tough, like, then leave because they're preparing for people to leave. They've prepared for it to happen before it even gets close to it. Yeah. Which, oh, I would love. I love working with that. <laughs> um, uh, Deep Tea is just lovely. We love Deep Tea. I want to be her friend. She's like, super fun. And she's very handled, fun and very respectful. And she's handled it all with grace. Like, yeah. Until Shake started making, like, an absolute dick out of himself. Like, she didn't, she wasn't blasting him. Yeah. Anything. Like, I think the only negative she said, negative thing she said before the reunion came out was she went on a podcast and said, um, you know, Shake's making it seem like we're, we're great friends still and we're not. And that was the only thing she said. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I don't, I can't imagine, like, sitting across the room from someone, like, on TV and like being as composed as she was, yeah. she was saying all. Of I know. Shit I, was I was saying. like watching her breathe, and I'm like, "Damn, girl, get it? Like you are you are regulating yourself right now because, yeah, he was um he was having a good time. He was. I would love to work with Shake. <laughs> Shake, come work with me. I would love it. I would love it so much. Well, anyways, um. Wow. Wait, did it stop? It says an hour. This is one minute. Imagine. Well, um, this was the Love is Blind recap. Mm-hmm. Love is blurry. Love is blurry. Love is, um, love is, love. Love is a tactic. It's sustainable. <laughs> and garnished. No. Is okay. that what she said? Gar- garish. Garish. I, like, I believe you that that's a word. I just have never <laughs> heard it in my life. Get up after. Okay. Thank you for joining me. Thank this you is so lovely. much for having me. And um, let's see if this recorded. Okay. Bye. <laughs>